Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Stress Awareness Day, Tony. What's the most stressful part of your day? I'm Tony Kornheiser. Picking a topic for the Sports Center segment. Yeah, that's that riles incredible. that gets you riled up, man. Well, it's not it, your it commute. Does. You haven't had any yeah. traffic since to negotiate to navigate since like 1987. I don't know how I got that into the contract, this sports center segment. I mean, I, I, I wake up in the middle of the night worried about the sports sweat. center segment. Cold Ridiculous. sweat. Yeah, it's terrible. Flop sweat. Welcome to Pink T.I., boys and girls. In today's episode, the Suns bounce back. Morgan Barron is a hockey player, and we will ask Tim Kirchin about Max Scherzer getting ejected for a foreign substance on his glove today. But we begin today with a somewhat surprising decision from the NBA to suspend Draymond Green from Game 3 against Sacramento for an NBA VP Joe Dumars called, quote, excessive and over-the-top actions, conduct detrimental, and a repeat offender, unquote. Well, by neither you nor I thought Green would be suspended for a stomping of DeMontis Sabonis. So what do you nope. make of this? Tony, uh, first of all, I'm going to take into account, uh, I'm going to consider the source. The person whose name is on this and who helped make this decision is Joe Dumars. Somebody that the people running their mouths at most networks, including this one, aren't even old enough to remember or know that he has one of the thoughtful, insightful, credible voices in the last 35 years of the NBA. And when Joe Dumars attaches his name to a decision like this, it sways me because yesterday I didn't think Draymond should or would be suspended. And I listened to this stuff last night late when most people were asleep and I wasn't. And then all morning. And you know what? He's right. You said yesterday his recidivist behavior could merit, even though we didn't think it was going to happen, a suspension. You were right. Dumar signed off on that. Yes. And by the way, the histrionics in the crowd with the commissioner there. Tony, to me, the stomp, which got him ejected, and the officials handled that a- accurately to me. The other stuff merits a suspension. Yes, Draymond can do what he wants, and yes, there are consequences. And the National Basketball Association is not beholden to just do whatever it is Draymond Green wants to do without saying, no, we're not going to condone that in these playoffs on national stage. No, sit down. You've done this a million times before. We're not having it. And so I'm, I'm good with that. Thumbs up. Yeah, I'm, I am surprised because because I thought there were extenuating circumstances in the sense that Sabonis had a hold of Green's ankle. I'm not defending Green in any way, because as you know, I sat here yesterday and I said it's right out of the Christian Leitner's songbook, and I said, as you said, (laughs) that he's a recidivist. There have been too many incidents, too many technicals over too many years. So it's, it's not, the behavior at large is not defensible, but I'm a little bit surprised it happened, and I guess, I guess the people in the NBA are sick of this guy's act at this point. Yes. Look, the Warriors yeah. are the most popular team in the NBA. Everyone adores Steph Curry. They're on TV more than almost everybody else. So over a long period of time, not only have you gotten to see Curry and Thompson, but you've gotten to see the way Draymond Green behaves on the court. And there is, and again, I'd take him on my team happily, but there's a dossier Tonight. this thick. And Joe Dumars said enough of this guy. And what is interesting to me is who did Joe Dumars played with? He played with the bad boy Pistons. Pistons. So he's got some sense about what goes over the line. And he must have thought this goes over the line, right? Again, I am surprised. Tony, listen, the, the Golden State Warriors are a disadvantage. 
for game three. Okay, that's on one of their members. He knows it. Draymond Green is not some dope for people who don't know him or they may look at the behavior and object to him and dislike him. Draymond Green knows what time it is. This behavior hurt his team. They're going to have a tough enough time winning at full strength, much less with him in the penalty box. So this is a big and important decision. And again, 24 hours ago, I was on the other side of it. Now I say, yeah, this is what needed to be done. Echoes of 2016 for people who remember that when he missed game five and they lost five, six, and seven. Then years right. later, he blamed himself on the 73-win team of not winning a title. We move now to the Phoenix Suns, tying their series with the Clippers by winning last night by 14 points. The Suns got 38 points and nine assists from Devin Booker, 25 points from Kevin Durant, who's now one and seven in his last eight playoff games. The Clippers bench again pummeled the Suns bench, this time 30 to 13. But the Suns shot 59% from the field. Wilbon, are you now persuaded that your Suns have righted the ship? Well, righted meaning it didn't capsize? I mean, yeah, because you go down 0-2 at home, and the Clippers, through the first 22 minutes of the game last night, the Clippers looked like a superior team. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my goodness. I mean, are we talking about some sort of cataclysmic fall apart again by the Suns? Tony, they won that game. Booker was great. Durant was great. Chris Paul was clutch. Aiton filled in perfectly where he needed to be, but the Suns have no bench again. They have no bench contribution. They haven't figured it out, and by they, I'm meaning Monty Williams, who's one hell of a coach. They haven't figured it out. Ty Lue threw junk defenses at them, and he's going to continue to do it, and it's a masterful chess match that's going on there. The Suns, have they righted it? Are they, like, out of trouble? No. They shot nearly 60% last night, and the starters were great. That formula alone is not going to be Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. So they got a lot more figuring to do. This is a hell of a series. Okay, so you know what side I'm on in this. I'm on the Phoenix side because of Kevin Durant. All right. But I will say this, that is everything all right? Well, it's 1-1, so technically it's tied. But it still means Phoenix lost the home court. They got to go to L.A. and win at least one game. I don't know that they can necessarily do that. I wanted to get this because I think it's important. In two games now, the benches, the Phoenix bench has been outscored 64 to 23. That's a wide margin. As a result of that, at home, there are underlying factors. But as a result of that, Durant and Booker are playing ungodly minutes. Durant has gone 45 and 44. And Booker has gone 43 and 45. You can get away with that in the playoffs because there's no back-to-back. You have days off. But maybe it comes back to bite you. Maybe down the road it does come back to bite you. Then you're you're putting your starters in there for long periods of time. Yeah. yeah, The Phoenix Four, as great as they are, four ain't beating the Clippers nine in a long series if they can't get some help from somewhere. Let's move to the Stanley Cup playoffs, Tony. The Maple Leafs had home ice but got drilled by the Lightning in game one. The Kraken, I think I'm going to adopt the Kraken, beat the defending champion Avalanche in Seattle's first ever postseason game. The Rangers beat the Devils with in-season acquisitions Vladimir Tarasenko scoring a goal. And my man Patrick Kane notching an assist. And the Jets beat the Golden Knights in a game that was overshadowed by Winnipeg's Morgan Barron, get this, taking a skate to the face, leaving the ice for 75 stitches reportedly, then returning to the game. He's a hockey player. Tony, who had the biggest win of the night? Yeah. 
All right, so the, the, we have to know a couple of things. First of all, all the road teams won. All the lower-seeded teams won. None of the games was particularly close. Winnipeg, the Rangers, and Tampa Bay, I believe, won by four goals in the playoffs. Four goals. I mean, this, this, is, this is a big deal. So what am I tempted to look at? I'm tempted to go to Winnipeg because, as you say, Morgan Barron, apparently it was the goalie skate that got him on the, on the face. 75 stitches, and to come back, that alone is worth talking about. Seattle gets their first playoff win ever. They go on the road. They beat the defending Stanley Cup champions. That, that's a big deal. Um, but I'm going to say it's Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay put seven goals on Toronto yeah. in Toronto. That was 3 nothing in the first period. Toronto supposedly was in a breakthrough year. I believe they had 50 wins this year. And Tampa Bay just blew their doors off which is what happens when you've been in the last three Stanley Cup finals yeah. and you've won two of them. Yeah, Toronto was the biggest disappointment of the night, biggest disappointing performance of the night to just get drilled like that at home. But I'm going to go to the Kraken, uh, going to defending champion Colorado and beating the Avalanche, Tony. I mean, that's essentially a 2-7 matchup, and you are going to visit the defending champs I mean, I, I, and it's still your first ever playoff game as a franchise. Now, this is not totally unprecedented. We saw that from Vegas a few years ago. You know, years they roll ago. into yeah. the league and they immediately are good in the postseason. It's a warming story. But, yeah, to just sit there last night and, and the Rangers. I mean, I, I turn that game on and it's like 2 nothing automatically. Tampa was up 3 nothing before I could hit the clicker. And you just got some surprising results last night. So – the Stanley Cup playoffs starting with a bang. Toronto, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch my allegiance because the Blackhawks are so bad. I got to adopt a team, and it's been Toronto, but I'm tired of them. I'm going to the Kraken. I'm sure all of the Pacific Northwest is thrilled. Let's take a break. Yes, they should Coming be. up, Shohei hits a notable home run in Yankee Stadium. We will ask Tim Kirchin for any insights as to Shohei's future. We'll also ask him how the Padres are feeling about Fernando Tatis Jr. on the eve of his return finally to the field. Why was Shohei's you home hated, running Yankee Stadium notable? You hated the name Kraken. You hated yeah, it when they came I out hate with it. it. I still the NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Weddings are all about the bride and groom, but they're a chance to look your best, too. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks, even though they start at just $499. It's easier than ever to be impeccably dressed with Indochino, so order your custom suits now and be ready for wedding season. Design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, and more. That's right, it's bespoke without the premium price tag. Suits start at just $499 and fitted shirts at $89. Bucks. To make life even easier, you can set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. 
But if you prefer a premium in-person experience, just book an appointment at a showroom near you and let an Indochino style guide walk you through every step. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code PTI to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com, promo code PTI. We have talked basketball and hockey, and now it's time to get into some baseball with our great friend Tim Kirchner. Tim, just a little while ago, Max Scherzer, the warrior god, was tossed out of a game in Los Angeles where he was pitching for the Mets against the Dodgers. I think as he went out to the mound in the fourth inning, they sort of randomly checked him, and I guess they found goop. Are we back to looking for goop the way we did a couple of years ago with pitchers? Absolutely. At the end of last year, Tony, I was told all across the game that there are a bunch of pitchers that are using sticky stuff again, but there was no big crackdown at the end of last year, and we were told there would be a crackdown this year. And the tests have been random, so it's not just at the bottom of the first inning. They can test you any time, and if they see something suspicious, they're going to challenge you on it. Now, Max Scherzer said, look, I read his lips. He said, this is just rosin. It's only rosin. But they threw him out of the game anyway. So this is going to lead to other things. When you throw a star pitcher out of the game like that, when he claims all he's using is rosin, which is legal to use. Wow. Didn't even stomp on anybody. Can you imagine? Tim, let's go to Fernando Tessis Jr., who returns tomorrow following injuries and that PED suspension all told in played in 564 days. There's been such excitement about him, but how's the organization feeling now? Well, they're feeling that he is going to do and say all the right things when he comes back because he has no other choice with all the mistakes that he's made the last couple years. So Tomorrow night, he's going to play right field, and he's going to hit leadoff. He'd rather play shortstop, but that's not happening. He'd rather play center field. That's not happening. I think he'll be fine in right field, and I think he'll be a really good player when he returns, and he'll give them exactly what they need. Going into today, the Padres were 8-11, and and it scored Mm -hmm. one run in their last three games. He will add some excitement, some energy, and some power to the top of the order, and maybe that team, including Juan Soto, will start to hit when Tatis Jr. comes back. Speaking of a franchise that needs some excitement and energy, let's talk about the Oakland A's for a second. Some A's fans are planning a reverse boycott where everybody turns out to a game in Moss to prove that the problem in Oakland is the quality of the team, not the fan base. I would disagree with that, having walked right into the ballpark with nobody checking anything several times over the last few springs. But nonetheless, would that have a real impact, Tim? A a reverse boycott sounds like a one-off on this franchise not moving. Well, something has to be done here, Michael. This team either has to get a new ballpark immediately or 
they're going to have to leave Oakland because this is an untenable situation. They have the lowest payroll in baseball. They're 3-15. and 15. They've been outscored by 76 runs already. They have a 757 ERA. That's two runs higher than the next worst team in the American League. And the other night against the Mets, they walked. 17 batters. That's the most in a nine-inning game since 1949. Something has to happen here. The A's cannot exist this way. John Fisher, the owner, either has to get some more players in there or or move the team or get a new ballpark is what they really need. But John Fisher, the owner, doesn't want to be the guy who's known for, for having the A's leave Oakland. And that's a problem. I'll stay in California for baseball, and I'll leave the A's alone for a second and let Wilbon tell you down the road about walking in there four or five more times. Yeah. Because he does that when he covers the Warriors. (laughs) Let me get to Shohei Otani. This is a bit of serendipity. Shohei Otani hit a home run in Yankee Stadium, all right, the other night. It was the 100th anniversary of Babe Ruth hitting the first home run at the old Yankee Stadium, which I believe was the house that Babe Ruth built. Do you have any insight? I mean, we're going to talk about Otani, <coughs> excuse me, all year, and then we're going to look at where the Angels are in the standings, and we're going to try to deduce what happens next. So do you have any insight as to where Otani goes and what he does? <laughs> well, it's a little early for that, Tony, but he's going to go where the money is, first and foremost, and he's going to get close to $600 million with the usual suspects, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Yankees, the Padres, they're all going to be in, as are the Angels. He's also going to go to a place where he can win because he is clearly tired of losing. But he's also obsessed by his own numbers, and he's going to want to go to a place where he's really comfortable hitting and pitching. And I'm told, for instance, he's not real comfortable playing in New York, he's not real comfortable playing Good. at Dodger Stadium, but he is Good. really comfortable pitching and hitting in Anaheim. So if the Angels somehow can make the playoffs and show him we're a playoff team and we're going to be a playoff team, I don't think it's out of the question that he ends up staying with the Angels. But we are going to discuss this every day for the rest of the season, and the story is going to change almost every single day. That's how big this is. He's, he's, he's the unicorn. I mean, he's the guy. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. I got a spot for him. Let me come hit in Chicago and Wrigley Field. He gets some home runs there. (laughs) Jet stream, baby. (laughs) Let's take one last break. Still to come. Tua says he considered retirement. And could the Bucks still beat the Heat? Even if Giannis doesn't play tonight. Yeah, I maybe, might be unicorn. maybe Shohei could play for the Bears and the Blackhawks too. Because, I, I okay. mean, why couldn't he do that in Chicago? Okay. Right? Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Happy time, people. Happy 37th birthday, Candace Parker. The two-time WNBA MVP in Los Angeles is now part of a super team in Las Vegas. Parker left Chicago, where she won a title in 2021, to play in Sky, Vegas baby. with Asia Wilson, also a two-time MVP, Kelsey Plum, first-team All-WNBA player, and Chelsea Gray, the most recent Finals MVP. The Aces are defending champions. They are expected to be challenged by the New York Liberty, who recently signed Brianna Stewart. Adding to the intrigue is an ongoing investigation into Las Vegas for legally paying players under the table. Parker won two NCAA titles at Tennessee and became the first overall pick in the 2008 WNBA draft. Recently, she was quite good on the NCAA tournament men's show. Not just quite good. She was spectacular on that show and Turner, whether it's talking about college basketball or the NBA. I got to get myself motivated again to go to Sky Games, Tony, because, you know, the last couple of years, I would go and just sort of revel in Candace Parker being at home, her hometown Chicago, winning a championship. Now I got to, you know, move on. We were glad to have her. Thrilled. Again, move on to the Kraken. Happy anniversary, Gene Segura. <laughs> on this day 10 years ago, while on Milwaukee, Segura was involved in one of the strangest base runner incidents ever. Segura singled, then stole second. After Ryan Braun walked, Segura took off to steal third, but he got caught in a rundown. Braun correctly broke for second and made it, but Segura also made it back to second. By rules, second belonged to Segura, and Braun was called out. Somehow Segura thought he was out and jogged back to his dugout on the first base side. But Segura stopped at first base where he was declared safe. Two pitches later, Segura attempted to steal second again and was thrown out. Days later, Major League Baseball ruled Segura should have been ruled out for going back to first and abandoning second base. This seems like some sort of, you know, real-life expression of Abbott and Costello's who's on first. I mean, I'm not trying to keep up with that, but it, it, it fits, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Having trails up to three stars for tonight's playoff games, Milwaukee Bucks have officially listed Giannis Antetokounmpo as questionable for tonight's Game 2 against Miami. Antetokounmpo continues to deal with a lower back injury he suffered in Game 1, which Miami won. Memphis's John Morant, who left Game 1 against the Lakers with a right-hand injury, will be a game-time decision for tonight's Game 2. Memphis coach Taylor Jenkins says Morant, quote, is progressing. And Boston Bruins captain Patrice Bergeron 
will not play against Florida tonight in Game 2 for undisclosed reasons. Bergeron is considered the best defensive forward in the NHL. And Dallas star Joe Pavelski in concussion protocol. He's out for tonight's Game 2 against the Wild. One omission, Tiger Woods surgery on his right lower leg today. The Ugh. same leg he injured Ugh. the car. Crash in 2020. No timetable given for his return to golf. Very quickly to mm. a big finish. Let's do happen? it. Tua said today he considered retiring, but he added it would be really hard to walk away. Your thoughts? He considered it, and he dismissed it. Good. Ian Rappaport reports the Niners have fielded trade calls for Trey Lance. You surprised? Yes, they traded up for him. Celtics and Cavs both won game two. Bigger deal. Cavs, even the series. Clayton Kershaw got his 200 win last night. Your thoughts? 200 wins, 88 losses. Best winning percentage of anybody who ever won 200. Last one, Kings and Oilers, game two tonight. Which way are you leaning? I'm not leaning, I'm rooting. The Oilers better win this game and even the series. We're out of time. Try to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. Tony, stay up and catch the first period. Come on now. Playoffs are awesome. Okay. Your sports I will. <laughs>